Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Glean Podcast. And tonight we're going to be picking up in Revelations chapter 11. Uh, we've been going through, uh, if you're first time tuning in, we've been going through the book of Revelations. Uh, I believe it is a very important book. Uh, it's the culmination of all the things that had happened and the things that are happening now and the things that are going to happen. And uh, when you get to the end, we win. That's right. And uh, like I said at the very beginning of every one of our uh, podcasts here of Revelations, uh, I like to go back to Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, where he says, Blessed is he that readeth. So we understand that as we read and study the book of Revelations, that we are blessed and I mean, it's not only, uh, I'm just blessed because I understand how it all works out. <laughs> I don't understand all the details. I'm, I'm not a, uh, an expert on any of it. I don't know that anybody's an expert on the Bible because when you think you got it figured out, the Holy Spirit will reveal another facet of it to you. But um, it is very important to see, and, uh, you know, we do know that uh, we, we've talked about the, the church being raptured, then we've talked about the things that will happen after the church is in heaven, after the church is raptured, and then we went through the, the seven seals and then the seven trumpets of God, and we, we hadn't got to the seventh trumpet because right before that happens there is where the two witnesses uh, come in, and that's where we're going to pick up tonight. And starting with chapter 11, verse 1, it says, and this again is John, and John is writing down what he saw. And he said, Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship there. But leave out the court, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. Now, where you see the 42 months, this is referring to three and a half years. Yeah. So it is part of the tribulation. And then he goes on and he says, I will give power to my witnesses, two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days, which again is 42 months or three and a half years, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to kill them or harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy, and they have power over water to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Now, we'll, we'll pick up uh, verse 7 here in just a little bit, but uh, we're in the middle here of the tribulation. Um, I believe that with the two witnesses, I think some people may argue it, but I, according to scripture and my understanding, we have now gotten to the middle point. Yeah. The, you know, there's a, when the rapture takes place, there's a, uh, the antichrist comes 
uh, on the scene and uh, begins to talk peace and, uh, you know, all the nations begin to listen to him. Uh, and, and he establishes a seven-year period of peace, what he calls a seven-year period of peace. And in the middle of that, which is three and a half years, he breaks the peace treaty that he's made. And when that happens, and th this is the interesting thing, I think a lot of people think that when uh, the church is raptured or when the rapture takes place during that seven years that, that Satan has free reign over the earth, but he doesn't. He never does. It doesn't matter what he tries to do. God is always ahead of him, and he's just throwing things back at him. He's, he's destroying his plans. And, uh, you know, during the middle of this, the three and a half years, this is where uh, the Antichrist is he's moving his his headquarters from I think some people say what Europe over in that area yeah uh, and he's he's moving it from there to Jerusalem mm -hmm. and you know this is uh, of course the, I'm sure the Jews are you know really upset there but he thinks he's making headway and then all of a sudden out of nowhere these two men in sackcloth <laughs> you know. Uh, show up and start prophesying. Uh, I think I've heard some people say that they'll be preaching, you know, and, and people will be getting saved, but they're sent to prophesy and preach against the Antichrist to open people's eyes to that. Mm -hmm. And and it says that, and this shows how powerful the word of God is and the authority that we have is, you know, when people come against them, they will have the power to actually, and I take the, the Bible at its word. I know some people, oh, I don't know, that's that's figuratively speaking. No, they're going to they blow fire out their mouth, you know, and people will be consumed. And then it said, in any way that man tries to harm them, in that same manner, they will die. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know if they, if they try to shoot them with a gun, the bullet may turn around in the air and fly <laughs> back on them or whatever they may try to do. But it, it just shows the importance of, uh, you know, the power of God and that even in the middle of the tribulation, God is still in control. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's the thing, uh, you know, and I think we brought this out at the very beginning <clears throat> when we first started uh, sharing on the book of Revelation uh, is that a lot of people have, in the past, and maybe some still do, have the idea that when the church is raptured, mm -hmm. when Jesus comes for the church, it's all over. Yeah. But that's just the beginning. Yeah. And uh, the book of Revelation is not a book of so much about the Antichrist. Right. Uh, it's about his demise. Yeah. But uh, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. given to the Apostle John. And uh, it shows that, uh, you know, he is a resurrected, glorified son of God, king of kings and lord of lords. And, uh, I'm telling, uh, and of course, uh, you know, it talks about uh, God's wrath in the second half of the tribulation mm -hmm. being poured out on the wicked of the earth, those <coughs> who have rebelled and uh, have, you know, uh, refused to listen to the word of God for in the first part, you know, the 144,000 
uh, Jewish evangelists are sealed uh, of God in their forehead, and they proclaim Jesus, you mm-hmm. know, through uh, about uh, maybe a little over the first uh, three and a half years uh, of the tribulation. And, you know, multitudes are being saved. Right. Uh, I, you know, from what I can gather, and the scripture also, I think, bears this out is that uh, this most likely will be the greatest revival to ever hit planet Earth. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it says there's a number that no man can number that will come out of great tribulation, out of every nation, kindred, tongue, and tribe on the earth. So uh, despite all that the Antichrist is doing, uh, you know, to... Uh, take over the world to become a one world uh, leader uh, is failing, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, even even while he's uh, as uh, it says in Romans, I mean uh, Revelation chapter six, the first seal uh, is the revelation of the Antichrist. That's when he's revealed, and it says he's uh, on a white horse. And he had a bow in his hand, but no arrows. Right. But he's going forth conquering and to conquer. And uh, so people has gotten idea from that that uh, you know he's going to take over the world. But all he ever conquers is ten kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the book of Daniel uh, bears this out. And uh, three of them rebel. You know, they decide, you know, we don't believe so much in him after all. And, of course, the other seven join with him and destroy the three. Uh, but, and it don't say whether there's three more raised up to take their place and or not. I, I've never read that anywhere in the scripture. So it it's not important anyway. It's just uh, we know that he never conquers more than 10 nations, mm-hmm. 10 kingdoms. And uh, so even, you know, while he's doing that, souls are being saved. Right. I'm telling that there's nothing the devil can do to stop God's plan for the planet Earth mm-hmm. and for his people. And I know the church is already raptured, uh, you know, and up in heaven. But, you know, God still has got to deal with the nation of Israel Mm -hmm. because in Daniel's prophecy, the ninth chapter, uh, it talks about the 70 weeks of years determined against thy people, Israel. Mm -hmm. He's talking to the prophet Daniel. And so, uh, you know, we we come to realize that uh, each year or each week, uh, represents a seven-year period or 490 years of prophecy that's determined against the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. And uh, you say, well, will it, how God deals with them during that time, will it impact the rest of the world? Well, sure. I'm, I mean, it, uh, it, you think about how we, with trade and commerce and different things, just like our neighbor to the north, Canada, mm-hmm. uh, you know, however they set up their laws and so forth, 
and governance and what what all they do, uh, it affects how we relate with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure that'll be the case. Uh, you know, with uh, how we deal with Israel during that time. Uh, you know, and uh, how other nations around Israel will. Uh, you know, relate to them. But uh, primarily, this 70th week, as we call the tribulation period, and what the book of Revelations is about, is primarily the 70th week of Daniel's prophecy, mm-hmm. or the seven-year period that is yet to be determined against Israel. And uh, But as I said, and you, you made a reference to it there, the whole time that he's going forth, talking a, a good talk, mm-hmm. he's a smooth orator, smooth talker, and he will seem, you know, to have the answers to what's going on in the world. And, uh, you know, many will be deceived and follow after him. But uh, they'll also, you know, God, the preaching of the gospel by the 144,000 Jewish evangelists, uh, it'll be effective, right? And it'll bring <laughs> multitudes in into the kingdom of God, even as the two witnesses before they get, you know, started mm-hmm. in their ministry. Yeah, the the two witnesses. I know a lot of people get caught up on who the two witnesses are. Yeah. You know, some people have said, "Well, it's is they believe maybe Enoch and Elijah or Elijah because." They they never tasted death. They were called up. Mm-hmm. That was a form of rapture. Uh, some people believe that it could be Moses. Mm-hmm. You know, could be one of them. Uh, you know, I heard one person today said they felt like it could be Moses and Elijah because that was who was seen on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, and the disciples saw that. But my my whole thing, and we we've discussed this before. It it's not important so much as who it is, is what they do while they're here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it goes to show that Satan, uh, you know, it, it's almost in a sense, you know, when you look back at when Jesus was born, Satan didn't know, Je- Satan didn't know Jesus was born on the day he was born. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and then it was like two years later that the the wise men came from the Orient, yeah, and they come bringing uh, the frankincense and myrrh and and all those things, and it was two years after that, and and these these wise men were so prominent, it was so amazing that they were there, that Herod gave them an audience before the court, you know, and you know want to know well what are you here for, and they said we want to see the. Uh, the the king of the, the the Jews, you know, he's like, well, I've ne- I didn't even know he was born, and you know, of course, I won't get into that story, but you know, basically, Herod, because he he was uh, uh, an evil man, he he was jealous and worried about his kingdom being overthrown, mm-hmm. and then you know, of course, they went and seen Jesus, and then they went another way; they didn't go back to him, mm-hmm. and then Herod went in and said, you know, kill all the the baby's under a certain age, but Satan didn't know who Jesus was. I don't believe until John the Baptist baptized him and the Holy Spirit ascended like a dove. And he said, this is my son Mm -hmm. whom I'm with. Then Satan, oh, I know who he is. 
And you see, in the same aspect, there's things will be going on, and then all of a sudden, these two men just going to show up. <laughs> Satan knows they're coming. He just don't know where they're at. And then all of a sudden, here they are. Yeah. You know, and, and the other thing is that it's not just going to be people right in this area that's going to hear them preach and prophesy. This will be televised all across the world. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure, you know, uh, the the media will spin their versions of it and what these men do. And, I, you know, they'll probably just show them killing people. You know, you know how the media does. But irregardless, they're here to to upset Satan. That That's part of his final plan is to establish his kingdom in Jerusalem where Jesus mm-hmm. is supposed to establish his. And he thinks, well, I'm ahead of him. You know, he think I, I've got, but the sign to know that that's not is those two witnesses. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, I always take, even if we we sometimes we feel like, well, I I, I don't want to uh, say certain things. I don't want to preach the gospel uh, for fear of you know retribution or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we, I believe if you're anointed and called by God, which if you're saved, we're all able ministers. The mm-hmm. Bible says that. We're all to, to preach the gospel. Um, we have to get to a point, especially in the day we live in now, where we have to, to preach and prophesy against what is going on. Mm-hmm. I believe that, that we should look at what the two witnesses are doing. I'm not saying we're going to breathe literal fire out of our mouth. Yeah. But, you know, I do believe that if, if you're doing the work of God, that if someone tries to take your life, I believe God will avert those plans. Mm-hmm. You know, I know even with, with John Hagee, he had a testimony of a man that come in uh, his church and, and shot point blank range mm-hmm. nine times. I believe it was and missed every one, but they found bullet holes behind where he was at. They even had investigators come in, you know, mm-hmm. at, but what Satan was trying to do by taking him out, God averted those plans. And I believe we have to get to that point. When you look at what's going on in our society now, we have to preach and prophesy against the work of the antichrist. Yeah. You know, instead of saying, well, we're just going to wait for Jesus to come back. And then, you know, the, uh, the prophet, two prophets, they'll do what they're supposed to we're supposed to look at them. I believe that's one of the reasons they're in here mm-hmm. is for an example. We should be doing what they're doing, prophesying against what the Antichrist spirit that's already here on the earth is trying to do in our nation. Yeah, that's what's going on now. Uh, I've, I heard a minister not long ago say that uh, before something happens on earth, there'll be a, a prelude. Mm-hmm to it right uh, or precursor or whatever yeah. you call it uh you know and it will be to show us what's coming mm-hmm. and uh you know we uh we should be warning people mm-hmm. that and uh you know not uh so much bringing condemnation in other words we don't want to preach condemnation mm-hmm. but to warn people 
uh, you know, that if you are, are not born again, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not going to be ready to meet Jesus. Right. You're going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, there's only one way. I know yeah. they try to say <laughs> there's many ways, but Jesus settled that in the 14th chapter of John uh, in the sixth verse. He said, I am the way. He didn't say Buddha was, Muhammad, mm-hmm. or any of the other, uh, you know, that they call upon and worship the false gods. Uh, there's only one true living God, mm-hmm. and his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he said, I am the way, the truth, right. and the life. Mm-hmm. And no man can come to the Father but by me. Mm-hmm. So we have to warn people whether, you know, they say, well, uh, you know, you you uh, just uh, think it's your way and no way. No, it's not my way. It's God's way. Right. He's the one that yeah. said it. Mm-hmm. He's the one that set the boundaries and everything. And we have to warn people against lifestyles that they may be living, uh, you know, the homosexuals, lesbians, uh, LGBTQ, <laughs> whatever they are, and transgenderism and, uh, you know, alcoholics, uh, uh, adulterers, uh, the Bible, and liars, you know, mm-hmm. the Bible says none of these are going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. And, uh, you know, you say, well, I, I can't live a perfect life. Well, no, no, nobody has. Mm-hmm. But you got to know you can't practice that kind of lifestyle right. and be ready to meet Jesus when he comes. Right. And so when we talk about these things, we're, we're not trying to uh, judge them or bring condemnation on. We're just simply trying to warn them. This is a... Um, an abomination to God. He mm-hmm. says it. In, in yeah. Rome, somebody said, well, that's Old Testament over in Levitical law. Yeah. Uh, well, it talks about it in Leviticus, and it says if the, a person that does these things, they should be taken out and be stoned and be stillity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, said if they're caught doing that, take them out and stone them today. Yeah. That God's showing mercy today. Mm-hmm. He's given us an opportunity to warn people. And the reason we talk a, about it is not because we hate those people. Right. Christ died for them mm-hmm. the same as he died for you and me or anybody else for that matter. But he died for us so that we could be free from sin, to be free from those things that are contrary to the teachings of God's word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we should, we're not perfect by any means, but we should strive to be as Christ-like as we can be. Right. Uh, you know, uh, matter of fact, the scripture says that Christ left us an example that we should follow in his steps. In other words, we ought to be patterning our life after the life of Jesus. You know, right. how wh- how did he live? He lived uh, a perfect life, which we, we, we've not lived a perfect life, but God has made provision through the shed blood of Jesus, whereby if we confess our sin, he's faithful mm-hmm. and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But, and we continue on walking with him. 
but uh, we should practice loving people. Uh, you know, it, it don't just come automatic. Uh, right. you, you have to practice loving mm -hmm. people. There's, there's some people that, uh, I, you know, do the, the lifestyle or things that they say and do, I don't care for, mm -hmm. but I have to love their soul. Right. You know, and uh, I practice mm -hmm. loving that person. And if I get, if they'll listen and I get the opportunity, I'll witness to them about the love of Jesus. And they don't have to live that way. They don't have to be bound in that lifestyle. They can be free if, if they desire to be free. And, uh, you know, they're going to be, if they accept Christ and his blood is applied to their heart in life, uh, they're going to be ready to meet Jesus when he comes. Mm -hmm. And so we have to preach these things. That's the only way. How is people going to know if somebody don't tell them? Right. You mm -hmm. see? And so that we, that's our responsibility. And it's not only our responsibility as preachers. You know, I'm God called. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about it. And I, I think you can mm -hmm. say there's the same thing with you and same thing with uh, uh, Josh, you know, mm -hmm. Pastor Josh. Uh, he knows, right. that, you know. And if somebody said, well, how do you know it was God? Uh, well, when, when, when God speaks to you, you won't have to uh, ask, right. is that you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, yeah. I know. And in the almost half a century that I've been saved and preaching the gospel, uh, God's only spoken to me one time in an audible voice, and that's when he called me to preach. I heard God's audible voice. Uh, so I know my mama didn't call me, my daddy didn't call me, my grandma didn't call me, uh, any of my aunts and uncles didn't call God spoke to me mm -hmm. and called my name. He called me and said, I'm calling you to preach the gospel. That settled it. Right, you know, with me, and uh, I've I've never doubted God's call on my life. It wasn't that I was anxious to get at it and do it. I fought it, mm -hmm. you know, for several months before I finally yielded to it and said, "All right, Lord, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it." And uh, you know, I didn't start out like Billy Graham, you know, <laughs> preaching uh, because. I think the first message I ever preached, I told everything I knew three times in 10 minutes <laughs> because I didn't know much. Yeah. I couldn't preach things I didn't know. And uh, so, you know, it takes time. And I, I've said this kind of jokingly, you know, I, I bet there's a lot of people wished I still just preached that much, about 10 minutes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we grow and we... Uh, learn we grow in the knowledge of god but uh, it's our responsibility not only ours but it's the responsibility of every born again believer mm -hmm. to tell somebody else about the jesus that they love and they serve yeah yeah and you know when we look back at at the two witnesses it says in uh chapter 11 verse 6 it says that these have the power or have power mm -hmm. to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of the prophecy. They, and I don't believe 
it's in the whole earth, mm-hmm. you know, just like I believe that the, the seven seals being released over the, it's not over the whole earth. Primarily it will be in that region mm-hmm. uh, that you'll see these things happen. But at the same time, if they don't want it to rain over here, it ain't going to rain. Mm-hmm. But you, you had for three and a half years, mm-hmm. no rain will fall where they say for it not to fall for three and a half years. And then it goes on and it says that they have power over water to turn it into blood. Well, when you begin to turn water into blood, if that's your, your drinkable water, you know, the water that you shower with and things like that. Now that, that that's going to cause issues. Then if it's the seas and other places, then that causes problems for fishing and, and things like that. And, you know, uh, the ships and things to go, go back and forth. So there's going to be a lot of things that they're able to do. And then it said, and they also have the power to strike the earth with all plagues mm. as often as they yeah. desire. Yeah. In other words, if they see something going on and they determine, I mm-hmm. believe they'll be guided by the yeah. spirit. But if they determine by what they see happening needs to be mm-hmm. judged, uh, you know, they can just say, well, I'll put a stop to that. And yeah. they'll call a plague, mm-hmm. some, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but they said it'd be like a plague and mm-hmm. uh, that'd put a stop to it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you understand that they'll not only be prophesying and preaching against the Antichrist. And, and, and you know, I, I'm sure even through what they're doing there, people will hear what they're saying the Holy Spirit will convict people and they'll turn their lives to Christ. Mm-hmm. But it said, you know, I, I just imagine, you know, the Antichrist, Satan getting the kingdom and he's thinking, man, we, we here, we've mm-hmm. got it. You know, we're establishing. But for the next three and a half years, every day, day in, night, both, nonstop, these two witnesses are going to be preaching the gospel in the city streets and there's nothing they can do to stop it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And, you know, it, I'm sure it, it's just making the, the, the Antichrist, Satan, that much more furious because he's gotten to this point. But now I broke my peace treaty, but, you know, now everything's going against us. Yeah. So these things will be happening on that last three and a half years. And then at the end of that, starting in verse 7, uh, this is where the Antichrist, you know, well, the, the beast will rise up out of the bottomless pit and he, he'll kill the two witnesses. And it started in verse 7. It says, when they finished their testimony. Now, that notice it's when they finished. Yeah. They can't be touched until they're done doing God's work. Yeah. But it says that the beast will ascend from the bottomless pit and will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the streets of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. And then 
it says that in verse 11 says, now after three and a half days, the breath of life from God enters them and they st stand up on their feet and great fear will fall on those who see them. Mm -hmm. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying, come up here. Now that's the same voice that you hear in Revelations chapter four yeah. and in verse, uh, in first Thessalonians in the same hour, there was a great earthquake in the 10th of the city fell and the earthquake 7,000 people were killed and the rest were afraid and gave glory to God in heaven. The second woe is passed. Behold, the third is coming quickly. Now notice that once they're done with their testimony, they're done with what God has sent them to do that the, it says that the great beast ascends from the bottomless pit and he made war on them and kills them. <laughs> And where it says spiritually, this is the place called Sodom in Egypt. So at this time, on a spiritual level, you Egypt or, or this area of, of Israel and Jerusalem will be what you could relate to Sodom, mm. because they'll be in their th thoughts, their their uh, how they act, they conduct themselves will be just like it was then, mm -hmm. you know. So it, it's going to be a wicked place. And then it says, you know, if you look on down, that they laid there for three and a half days. And then in verse 10, it says, those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry and send gifts one to another because the two prophets that tormented those who dwell on the earth, you know, have, have died. And, I was talking with a, a pastor friend of mine, and he's been on here a few times, you know, Alan DeDio. And we talked about this verse and how that could it be that in verse 10 of the book of Revelations that it was foretelling about Amazon, FedEx, you know, things like that, because people will be sending each other gifts. Yeah. Well, you know, Amazon... You know, my wife ordered something last night. Well, it arrived this afternoon. Mm -hmm. So people will be able to send each other gifts, mm -hmm. and it's going to be televised like we talked about earlier. I mean, you, there's a, a camera, I think, on the whaling wall now where you can go on and, and watch it live. You can, you know, you can do it at different various places. Different beaches have cameras up and different ski resorts and beautiful places. You can go online and view live feeds. So these are things that'll be happening then. Mm -hmm. But I kind of look at that, you know, verse 10, it, you know, yeah, he didn't understand how, how could someone buy a gift and send it to somebody within that span of three and a half days mm -hmm. without it being something, you know, like that. Yeah. In the 12th chapter of the book of Daniel, it said in, in the last days, uh, but you say, well, how do you know he's talking? Well, the last days is that 70th week of Daniel's prophecy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it said in the 12th chapter of the book of Daniel that uh, knowledge, people would be going to and fro. Mm -hmm. In other words, travel will be yeah. going, uh, you know, and be going to and fro. And knowledge yeah. shall increase. Yeah. How I mean I, I I'm not so awful old yet. <laughs> uh, uh, some people call me old man, uh, you know. But in my lifetime, mm -hmm. how I mean I 
I'm just 75 years old. Mm-hmm. That's not that, that's not old, <laughs> you know, really. But uh, you think about how much technology has changed. Mm-hmm. I remember when there wasn't even no TVs. Right. I I can remember listening to Gunsmoke on Saturday night at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. on the radio. Right. That's before anybody around had any TVs, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I think it was around 1952 or somewhere along there before anybody in our neighborhood had a TV. Mm-hmm. And it was one of them little Philco Fords about a 13-inch <laughs> screen. Yeah. Now they got them that looked like theaters yeah. nailed yeah. up on their wall. You mm-hmm. know? And uh, so because of the technology, uh, and, you know, this, this, this hadn't been available Right. All that many years Mm-mm. because of satellite mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the technology they have, all the different uh, media outlets and uh, Facebook and YouTube and I don't TikTok, Top Tick or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so many avenues now that makes it possible mm-hmm. where it's every person on the face of the earth can watch them. Yeah. When they stand up, they, they celebrate. Mm-hmm. That, like you said, they're sending gifts to one another, using all the different avenues of sending gifts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and uh, all the news outlets is going to be covering it, you know, yeah. showing people celebrating in the streets, mm-hmm. shouting and jumping up and down, no doubt getting drunk and high on dope and mm-hmm. drugs and everything. But all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They stand up on, they said, oh, my God, they're up again. Mm-hmm. I thought they were dead. Mm-hmm. But it said the spirit of life from God enters into them. Yeah. And they stand up on their feet. And they, you, you, I believe people on earth will be able to watch them as they go up. Yeah. You know? Yep. Same way when Jesus comes, mm-hmm. it, it talked about every eye shall behold him, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But that technology wasn't available until right. not too many years ago. Yeah. Is that- yeah. And just a small side note here, but I, I, I kind of, I don't know, I just feel this in my spirit, but, and it may be for somebody watching online that maybe you uh, were in the ministry or uh, maybe, Maybe you're a business person that, that God give you an idea, but it seems like it, it's just dead. It's just not work. You haven't been able to do it. Notice what he said here in chapter 11, verse 11. It said, now after three and a half days, the breath of life from God mm-hmm. entered them and they stood to their feet. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you feel like maybe it may be, like I said, you're a pastor or you've been in the ministry, you've got hurt, you've, it's just not worked out. And you, you feel like you've had to give up on that dream that God give you. I, I feel like in these last days, if you'll open yourself up to God, repent uh, of anything wrong, uh, you know, and ask God to breathe on it. When God breathes on something, it has no choice, but to live, to succeed. And that, you know, I think, through our society, through a lot of things, uh, you know, even with the past, with this pandemic, different things where a lot of churches have had to shut down mm-hmm. that, you know, 
I, maybe there's some preachers that, that may be watching this or are going to watch this and say, well, you know, I know God called me in. Mm. Why, I, I just can't make it work. But I, I believe if you'll humble yourself and, and cry out to God, uh, he's going to breathe life because if he called you to it, he's going mm. he's going to supply you with what it takes to do what he's called you to do. So I just wanted to share that, you know, whether it's like yeah. say ministry or business, allow God to breathe on that thing. It don't matter if it seems dead. Now, if God breathes on it, it has no choice, but to stand on its feet, mm. whether it's a business or a ministry and live. Yeah. You know, and, these people here, they had, you know, I, if I was one, I was thinking about this day, if I was one of these people and I just bought a gift and sent it to somebody and rejoice after three days, they stood up. I want my gift back. <laughs> <laughs> it may be some of that you know? going on. But, uh, but, you know, these people are rejoicing because they have had to listen to these same two prophets. Mm-hmm. Day and night for three and a half years, nonstop. These prophets had caused plagues. These prophets have caused it not to rain in places. I mean, it has just, it's probably all that is talked about Mm -hmm. for three and a half years. And now they're finally dead. Everybody's rejoicing. They're probably, you know, and even the Antichrist is probably thinking, yeah, we've got it now. Mm -hmm. Well, we've shut them up. It's done. Yeah. And hey. all the, what was that, Josh? Yeah, I got I got a couple questions for y'all. Yeah, uh, just just so we can think about. So I, I saw a couple things in here. First, I, let's go back to verse seven. I want y'all to talk a little bit about the beast that comes from the the abyss, because this is not the first reference of the beast in Revelation, right? And, and what that represents, I think that's very important to the viewers on here, who and what the beast is. Now, I know if you go back in Old Testament, I can't recall if it's in Zechariah or in Daniel. But it speaks specifically about the beast and that beast being a part of an empire, um, usually brought up of, of around four nations in that time. And right. So, uh, I think that's I think that's key for the, for anybody that's watching on there to see that in there because this is not the first transaction we're going to see with the beast. And so this is like an, a personal attack on these guys. The second part of it is is this is not really indicated in here, but it sounds to me just through the context of this of what they're saying in here that also these two witnesses will be able to be in multiple places throughout the earth. Right. Well, I don't know going, you know, at the, at the beast, you know, I believe that, uh, me personally, I mean, I believe that's, it's either the, the, I don't know, maybe the antichrist or himself or the false prophet. I think it's the false prophet probably. Right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it really. Would you think that that the false prophet would be indicative of, uh, and and my thoughts here, indicative of uh, a religion or uh, a a nation? Well, there's uh, three three things that uh, you have to think about. In other words, government. Mm -hmm. Government is going to continue. Yeah. And you think of, have to think about commerce, mm-hmm. and you have to think about religion, mm-hmm. and which uh, you know the when the Antichrist comes on the scene, uh, and from what I've understood is the beast represents the false prophet. Yeah, and uh, 
that he, you know, talks to people, prophesies, no doubt, falsely. Yeah. But in, you know, convinces people to worship him, to follow right. him, mm-hmm. you know, to listen right. to him, you know. And uh, so uh, I would think it, uh, you know, in this particular incident that it would have to do uh, with uh, religion because uh, in the 24th chapter of Matthew, you know, he said, when you see the abomination of desolation mm-hmm. enter into the temple right, and sets himself up as God mm-hmm. to be worshipped as God, mm-hmm. he's talking about the Antichrist there but it's the false prophet that convinces is that's his primary responsibility yeah. is he's convincing I, the people of the world right. to follow him yeah I, and to worship him and i don't i don't know this it that was a good question too Josh cuz it gets my wheels turning but even when you think of the false prophet and a lot of times we think of the false prophet because we think prophet we think person but when we, if you sit back and look at today, what we live in, and it may very well be a one person, but what is the false prophet of our day and time? Mainly the media. Mm-hmm. What is, you know, and I've said this before and we've, we've said it for you. Television. That's what you call that thing. That's on the wall that you watch, mm-hmm. whether it's coming through a satellite, whether it's coming through internet feed. But if you take the word television and break it down, what is it? Tell a vision. So it's possible that even the false prophet could be the media. Yeah, maybe there's a front person. Yeah. But the false prophet itself could be the media at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether the, the lead guy, the spokesperson or front man, is the one that 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 comes against him, or maybe the false prophet, because the media is controlling things, is able to have the military backing that they come against, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but that, yeah, that that gets your wheels turning <laughs> yeah. on that. But yeah, I do believe that the beast is, uh, you know, talking about the false prophet, whether it's that one person or whether it's the military. You know, because at that point, the Antichrist is he's going to have control of certain militaries. And of course, he's going to have control of media outlets, Hmm. you know, which the Antichrist spirit's got control of a lot of that now. Yeah. Uh, And then what was the second part, Josh? Yeah. Second part was just whether or not these witnesses looks like they will sort of transfigure throughout the world. They're just not isolated to the Middle Eastern area. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because you're they're able to, to speak plagues in other areas, right? So yeah, I think for us to see a, a global impact, right, on what takes place is that these folks would be in different parts of the world mm-hmm. proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming the things yeah. of God, and then that's where the world can own look and say, hey, why are these guys still here? Why has it th- been three years? Mm-hmm. Why, is, why are all these things happening? And, and then why is the water turning to blood? And, and yeah. you know, uh, if, if it was an isolated or insulated, you think about how we look at things now. If things were isolated, um, 
in just central locations, then they're kind of overlooked. But if it's worldwide, and we know that it's going to be worldwide based off of the other accounts of the uh, in the trumpets there, what's taking place. But they're able to, you know, take things on, and they're preaching the gospel. Uh, it's just one of those things that's kind of curious. Uh, I know I've seen in some commentaries some people think that. I'm just trying to get your guys' opinion on whether they're isolated to, like, the Middle Eastern areas or they're able to to move about the world and actually have an impact on a uh, global impact um, than just sort of a, a, a regional or national impact. Well, I think it, uh, you know, and the reason I say this is because in Daniel's prophecy, Daniel chapter 9, uh, the angel told him, he said, this prophecy is concerning thy people Israel mm -hmm. and so primarily it's going to be uh, in that vicinity area but yet it can impact other parts of the world right because uh, just recently you know that uh, great earthquake that hit uh, Turkey and part a part of Syria well you know if if we don't if we didn't have the media right. and the satellites. We wouldn't they, know about it. We wouldn't know about it. But what was it? Something over 50,000 people right. uh, yeah. died in that. And, mm -hmm. you, you know, that's, uh, of course, uh, Samaritan's Purse mm -hmm. and other ministries have gone in to there to take uh, food and water and uh, blankets to warm them and, mm -hmm. and all of that and uh, food you know, trying to take the basic necessities. And so that it, it's going to impact, having some kind of impact mm -hmm. upon the whole world. Yeah. Even though the biggest part of it, I believe, is going to be concentrated in that particular area because uh, of what it said that it, that 70th week of prophecy, which we call the tribulation, is determined against the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. But yet, out of the, at the same time, you know, when the, uh, the 144,000 are preaching the gospel, they're not just preaching to the Jewish people. They're, they're preaching, you know, to Gentiles as well. Right. And uh, so, uh, and I believe those two witnesses, uh, you know, they'll be, uh, prophesying and uh, telling beforehand, hey, look, this is coming. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to happen next. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people will say, well, I don't know if I believe that or not. But when it happens, then mm -hmm. they'll know they've been warned, they were told, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's, it's kind of like that today. You know, we, we hear prophets prophesy certain things, but... Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, we have an opportunity to do is uh, we can judge the prophecy. Right. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and compare it with the scriptures. Yeah. Compare it with the word of God. And, you know, of course, our, I believe our spirit will bear witness with it, mm -hmm. whether it's true or false or whatever. And uh, so that uh, it is, uh, you know, kind of the way it is now, but I'm not so sure then that uh, they'll be able to discern whether it's right or not. Right. 
But after it looks like, you know, you'd think that after three, three and a half years before, even before that, after a few months, if everything they said is coming to pass, I'd be, hey, yeah, you know, these, <laughs> yeah. these guys know what they're talking about, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> I, I primary, primarily believe that the two witnesses will be in the streets of Jerusalem uh, just because, you know, verse 2 of chapter 11, he's talking about when he's telling uh, John to measure out, uh-huh. and then he says, you know, that he he will not to measure the outer court. He says, because it will be given to the Gentiles mm-hmm. and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months, which yeah. is three and a half years. And then that next verse, he says, and I will give power to my two witnesses. Uh-huh. Now, I believe that if the two witnesses primarily will be there, uh, they may could be translated and be seen in other places, but I, I, I don't, I believe that they'll just be there. But let's just say, you know, a, a hypothetical, I guess, uh, that at that point in time, let's say that America has decided because of its leadership at that time that they're going to follow the Antichrist and they're going to fund the Antichrist and our military is going to support the Antichrist, then I believe that even though those two witnesses are in the streets of Jerusalem, the holy city prophesying, that they could decree a plague into America or could cause it not to rain in America for that span. Uh, but there again, they might could show up in New York City or somewhere and begin to to preach. But irregardless, I know, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that when they die, mm-hmm. that they're going to be in the holy city because it says that they're, you know, their dead bodies. In verse eight, it says their dead bodies will lie in the streets of the great city, mm-hmm. which spiritually is Sodom and Egypt, which we we know that. Spiritually speaking, at that time, it'll be mm-hmm. very perverse there. But but I do believe that primarily they'll be in that area. Yeah, it be Jerusalem. Yeah, that's what it's in re- reference to. But uh, but yeah, I think their their ministry, of course, will. I believe it'll be worldwide because yeah. media because and of technology. Yeah, technology. Uh, you know. Uh, I don't think they'll be anywhere in the world that they won't hear this because, you know, the the Bible says in the 24th chapter of uh, Matthew, uh, and uh, it says uh, this gospel mm-hmm. of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness into mm-hmm. all the world, mm-hmm. and then the end shall come. Yeah. In other words, when Jesus comes yeah. to the earth yeah. to establish his kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I've heard people talk about that when it says that then the end shall come, mm-hmm. it's not the end of time. No, no. It's, it's, this it's is just the, the end, end of the of age. The Gentile. Yeah. The Gentile yeah. reign mm-hmm. at, at, at that end, we've still got a thousand years to go. Yeah. Because we have, the millennial reign of Christ, which we'll get into later on in the book of Revelations. Um, you know, we'll get into that. It When it's talking about the end, some people think, well, when the church is raptured, that's the end. No, nope, yeah. that's not the yeah. end either. Hmm. You know, like you said in the beginning, the, 
when the church is raptured, we it's just the beginning. <laughs> and, and we really, we just begin it. If you're a, a believer and you, you, you get caught into that rapture, you just, you're just beginning to live. Yeah. Because we'll be in glorified bodies. It says mm-hmm. we'll know as he knows. We'll be, you know, we'll know what Christ knows and we'll understand the, fully understand the authority and power that's being given to us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and us being a part of the church, we'll just start to understand that. Yeah. And then for a thousand years, because there's always going to be a natural race of people on the earth, mm-hmm. we'll be able to go in and minister and preach just like Jesus did. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not the end to say, well, you know, it's the end. And after that, somebody flip, God just flips the light switch off and it's over. Yeah. If that's the end, who is the nations that he will rule with a rod of iron? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what nations will he rule over if there's no people here on earth? Mm-hmm. One thing you uh, it help you to realize, in the beginning when God created Adam and put him and Eve, you know, he later made Eve from Adam. Mm-hmm and put them in the Garden of Eden, God's intention was for them to live forever mm-hmm. in a natural body. Yeah. Yep. But sin interrupted that, and you think, well, God failed in his plan. No. <laughs> Everything God starts, this is where I get this saying from, mm-hmm. everything God starts, he finishes. Yeah. His intention from the beginning was for a natural race of people mm-hmm. to live on this earth forever. Mm-hmm. And if Adam hadn't have, uh, you know, eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and sin entered, mm-hmm. and because of sin, death came, mm-hmm. uh, then they would, they'd still be alive today. Yeah. You know, along with millions others of us, you yeah. know. But uh, God in the end, and when I'm talking about the end, in other words, in the end of the Gentile mm-hmm. domination of the earth, yeah, uh, it, it it that's when it talks about the fullness of when the fullness of the Gentiles come. Mm-hmm. There's gonna come an end to it, yeah. And then Jesus will establish His kingdom here, according to Isaiah chapter nine verse six, and and His kingdom will be forever, yeah, and. Uh, so uh, we, according to Revelations 20, and we'll get into that yeah. in maybe a couple of weeks but uh, and talk about that, but we're, we're going to be kings and priests mm-hmm. unto our God, and we will rule and reign with him. Yeah. You know, yeah. during that thousand years. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one of the things is, you know, from the fall of Adam, all the way through the millennial reign of Christ is getting us back mm-hmm. to the original intent. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, what's the original intent? Well, you go back and look at what it was like in the garden because at the end of the millennial reign of Christ, it talks about there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Mm-hmm. You see, even after the thousand year millennial reign, then after that, we're getting into eternity. Which you we can't our minds can't ages. Yeah, we can't even fathom what eternity is. Mm. You know, 
But after the millennial reign of Christ, that's when we start getting into to back to the original intent of what God created all the way back in the beginning in the garden. Yeah. You know, um, well, we're out of time already. <laughs> time um, flies when you're having, having fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the one of the big things here, too, is, you know, we, it, yeah, we're not going to be here. And I know some people, some people say, well, why do we need to study this stuff if if you say that the church is not going to be here? Well, not, not all the church, uh, not all the church. Some of the church may be here, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 because there's some people that's going to miss it uh, through their lifestyle, things they wouldn't give up. Uh, you know, we've talked about that in previous uh, episodes. You know, rapture is not automatic. Yeah, you know, uh, it's not like a get out of jail free card. And then you you've even talked about, I believe it's what in Colossians, where it talks about every operation of God is by faith or through mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. So if you're not believing, and, and, and you can look through different parables and things where Jesus said, watch, mm-hmm. you know, and he talks about the bride coming for the, the or the groom coming for the bride, those that were not watching, mm-hmm. the door was shut on. So he gives us plenty of warning to say, you've got to watch for it. Mm-hmm. So if we're not watching, which doesn't mean you walk around mind numb just staring at the sky, no. it's that your faith is turned towards that any moment he could come. Yeah. So we have to prepare for that. So it's not that we we study this. It's to study this to know that this is what's going to go on, and it makes it me even more concerned to say, I want to make sure more than anything. Mm-hmm that I'm right with God because all the prophecy that needs to be fulfilled from the Bible has already been fulfilled. The only thing that is holding Jesus back is the nod from the Father. Mm -hmm. Everything's been set up and done, so he could be coming at any moment. And we look at all these things to say these are the things that will happen during the seven-year period when the church is going to be in glory. I don't want to be here. But even as bad as it gets, God never loses control right. of what he created. You know, one, and i just real quick add this. Uh, the Bible says to be able to give a ready answer mm-hmm. for the hope yeah. that lies, lies within, within you. Mm-hmm. Why do you hope in a resurrection and mm-hmm. a rapture? Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible talks about the dead that have died in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, they were born again and they lived out their life here on earth, died and was buried. Uh, and according to first Corinthians 15, it said, we'd not all sleep, but we'd all be changed. And first Thessalonians chapter four, uh, you know, verses 13 through 18, uh, talks about when Jesus comes, how the dead would be raised and, uh, then we which are alive and remain would be uh, changed. We'd be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And uh, a lot of people, and well, I say a lot of people, but some have said, well, there's no such thing as rapture, you know, in the Bible. We, When Jesus comes, we'll just rise up, meet him in there, and make a U-turn come back. Mm-hmm. That won't pan out. It don't work no. out. Mm-mm. And people, uh, they said, 
uh, you know, they, we say pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, and this one person said, well, I'm a pan-trib, uh, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, any old way it pans out, it's all right. That's not good enough. No. You, you know, the, Jesus said, be ready or be able to give a ready answer for why you right. believe what you believe. Yeah. And so that takes uh, preparation. It takes studying God's Word, praying over it, studying it, meditating it. And, uh, you know, like you said a while ago, uh, some experts, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, say this or that. Well, uh, that's just it. They're just experts. Yeah. You know, but you got to know God's word for yourself. Yeah. And I always, uh, you know, when people tell me, say, well, what makes you think that you're better than anybody else that you don't have to go through tribulation? Mm -hmm. I'm taking Jesus at his, at word. his word. And Luke 21, verse 36, and I think I mentioned this maybe every time we, we've <laughs> taught on this, but you need to know this. Yeah. Jesus said, watch. Yep. For what? What's going on? Mm -hmm. The signs. Mm -hmm. there, there's no sign given for the rapture. No. These are all signs concerning coming. his mm -hmm. coming to the earth to establish his kingdom here on earth. So if they're, if what we're seeing, and I, in my lifetime, I've witnessed every one of these signs that Jesus gave in uh, Matthew 24 and Luke 21, I've witnessed personally in my life, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm watching. I, I'm watching what's going on. You know, uh, I, I, did, I can't sit here and say I knew uh, all this stuff was going to be like it is. It's even worse than I've imagined, Yeah, you know, how things are going. But uh, I'm not troubled. Right. Because Jesus said these things must need be. Mm -hmm. In other words, they've already been prophesied. Mm -hmm. It's already been foretold in the Scripture. Right. This, this is not just some man's idea. Mm -hmm. This is God's idea. Mm -hmm. And every word of God is God-breathed, God-indwelt, mm -hmm. you know. It's a living word. And so he said, watch and pray. Mm -hmm. Why? So that you may be worthy to escape that hour mm -hmm. and stand before the Son of Man. Yeah. I take Jesus, I'm, I'm watching, take him. Yep. and I'm praying. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm, I'll am i close with this it, because I've said it a, a many a time, but this, this to me it just drives the point home as far as the rapture. People always want to say, well, how do you know it, 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 we, this pre-trib and it's not mid-tribulation that we leave or it's not post-tribulation? Well, when the disciples asked Jesus what would be the signs mm -hmm. of the his second coming, he said, as it was in the days of Noah, mm -hmm. so shall it be at my return. Well, my simple question or yeah, to you is when did Noah get in the boat? Right Noah got the in the boat before it ever rained mm -hmm. before one drop of rain fell. Noah got in the boat and God himself shut, shut the door. The door. Right. So before the tribulation gets here, God himself, Jesus, is coming to get us. Mm -hmm. 
He's and it talks about in the scripture. He's the door. Yeah, he's the only door to yeah, salvation. And, uh, you know, he said, as it was in the days of Lot. Yeah. You know, Lot was living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And uh, you know, the angels that uh, you know came and visited Abraham in his tent door. Mm-hmm. You know, and told him, said, "We are sent from God to destroy." Mm-hmm. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. But we can't leave until Lot and his family, family. is out. Yep. Right. The righteous person had yeah. to be removed. So, uh, you know, that that's another, uh, you know, evidence there that uh, God is going to take the righteous out of the earth mm-hmm. before his wrath is poured out. Right. And another scripture is in Ephesians that said, we are not appointed under wrath, but to obtain salvation yep. through the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. I rest my case. Yep, yep. we'll rest our case <laughs> on that one. Listen, guys, thank you again so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate every one of your support to our podcast. Remember, like it, then do your job to preach the gospel by just taking your finger and hitting the share buttons. Share it on your social media. Send it through a text to somebody that needs to know what's going on in these last days and that the church will not be here to be a part of it, but we will be in glory. We'll be at the supper, marriage supper of the Lamb, and it's going to be a good time. Listen, guys, until next Wednesday, I pray favor over each and every one of you and that God's blessings not only come upon you, but they run you down and overtake you. We'll see you next Wednesday. (laughs) 